Welcome to the Crooked Carrot Podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron Caudell and Labria Lane. Why are we doing this podcast again, Labria? We're doing this podcast to uplift women's voices in the ag world and to discuss dream versus reality when growing just about anything. Because we're growing businesses, family farms, and our lives. This podcast is sponsored by MIFS, Michigan Food and Farming Systems. MIFS is building networks and growing farming. So when we started our farm in 2014, we actually started a CSA with two families. It was like our pilot CSA. And uh, we we grew in our front yard in Flint, Michigan. We dug up our like corner lot and uh, we... Uh, got dug up like we double dug our corner lot and just started planting stuff with a plan but um wanted to see if it was something we wanted to do um when we got our land and um could expand from there and i think a lot of um new farmers csa is one of the go-to startups because and for us it was important because you get money right out the gate like it is a pre or it's supposed to be maybe not so much anymore, a prepay um, system to get, be able to have some cash flow in the spring when it's, when I know that we're always tight in the spring in terms of buying seeds and compost and all of the inputs that go into farming. And uh, it's one of the avenues for revenue that we first explored. Um, how did, why did you choose to do CSA Labrie? Um, I for similar reasons. I I was thinking the same way like any other farmer was like, okay, well, a lot of cash in the beginning of the spring, especially at the end of the, the winter, things start to get tight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well then I can do this and then I can commit myself to like 10 weeks of time, like of growing I'd be growing anyway, right? I'd be growing, maybe selling at the market, um, but I can commit some of those crops that I might not have a market for. Um, to people, you can plan ahead when you do a CSA. So you're not like wasting as much or trying to figure out where to get rid of stuff. If you have a hard time getting, getting rid of product. Um, and initially like it, that was what I wanted to do when I bought my house. Um, and I did, I did it for maybe two years, um, a CSA on the WIA farm. And then the following year, the CSA from, um, from the house and, I think that what it came down to for me was my scale was just a little small. Now it it was like, I did make some money, right. But the amount of time and labor that I put into it, um, in it being so small scale, I wasn't like, it wasn't paying for itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't paying for my time. I can't commit like, you know, months of planning and then 10 weeks of like harvesting and, and providing this product to people um, and only make like a limited amount of money, you know? So I, I I think that was a big reason why I was switching up from veggies to flowers anyway, because of my space limitations um, and and not being able to. So you needed to make more money on less less square footage. Yeah. On less square footage. And I couldn't, I couldn't do that the way that I was doing it or the way that I learned to do it. And so I had to, try to find other ways, other ways to make more money with the small amount of space I had. Yeah. Our CSA has definitely like evolved over time too. I mean, we 
started out as a single farm CSA. Um, we went from two families to 15 families to 30 families to close to 60 families and then started having children. <laughs> and we're like, we can, I was actually pregnant with twins and was like, we can't do this by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, and knowing we didn't want to lose the families that we had, you know, grown to include. And um, so we talked to a f- several friends that also farmed some had one of them had their CSA existing and one of them didn't and was like, Hey, any interest in like doing a combined CSA? And they were also having kind of CSA burnout in some ways of they didn't want to grow all the things. And I think that's one of the biggest cons about um, CSAs is that I know I would like to specialize in the crops I really enjoy growing the most, but feel like I have to have this wide diversity of crops, both for the CSA and for the market. Mm-hmm. And like, I definitely, like my favorite thing to grow is like a bajillion different heirloom tomatoes and like all the specialty hot peppers and <laughs> like, and I like growing greens and I like, you know, like I definitely, like our soil is nice for certain crops and I have an affinity towards growing certain crops, particularly hoop house crops where I don't have to fight the animals for things. <laughs> but um, I think that, uh, and then some of the farmers that we were talking to, like uh, the farm we continue to partner with, they are really good at, at, at cabbage family crops. So they are good at broccoli and cauliflower. They are good at carrots because they have sandy soil and we don't, we have, not sandy soil. So, and not super fertile soil. So they, um, excel at those. Plus they grow sweet corn, which we don't have the acreage to do. Plus they grow, um, pumpkins and, and winter squash, which we don't have the acreage to do. So that is a, like an automatic good fit for us because they grow crops. We don't grow. They have space to grow things that our small farm wouldn't have the ability to grow. And they had, a uh, people in a CSA that um, they could bring to the table and we could combine CSAs too. Yeah. So that was like a win-win. A compatible. Times a hundred. Yeah. A compatible (laughs) partner to do stuff with. And I had, when I was uh, learning and feeling my way through um, my CSA, I was teaming up with people to try to like set mine apart a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I added things like eggs and then, I supported some folks that made soaps and um and and I did cut flowers and so they there were little surprises um mm-hmm. occasionally in a box we did peanut butter once um uh cuz we had friends that made um honey roasted peanut butter uh and, and and so we tried to like include different things and it made it fun um but I don't know I just it just it ended up not working out in the end, or it and maybe if I was able to be, be more committed to the you know the time that it took, then maybe it would I would have had like a mindset to be consistent with it. Because I mean, like two years isn't enough time to like you know right right. Like, but but I knew that I had already maxed out the space that I had. It's like there is no more expansion from here, and right. if it is, it's just twice as much, and then you'd be. I would be utilizing every every bit of land that I had and still not making enough money. So I'd still have to have secondary income, which cases I mean, like 
we can't expect the business to jump off, uh, you know, off right. in any way, right? Uh, it not so not so fast. Like in our brain, we're like, oh yeah, in a couple years, right? Right. And then a couple years turns to five. You right. Know, you know, uh, for four years, I made different jams every week for our CSA, and I was making like forty-five four-ounce jams a week for all of our CSA members for twenty-four weeks. That is commitment. That is insanity. It is insane. And but also I didn't know how to get out of it. Like mm-hmm. here we are about to have twin infants to care for and a farm and a business, a, a store business. And I was like, how am I going to keep this up? We need to change something enough that I can drop this jam thing mm-hmm. because people loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, insane. Yeah. About it. And I would be like making jam at two in the morning because I had no more time in the day. And I had got myself stuck in this cycle of jam making with the CSA and washing and packing CSA. You, you, I feel like, I feel like you burn yourself out for fun. <laughs> like I'm, okay, I can't even maybe imagine. part of my deal. I can't but. even imagine being so committed to making 45 little jars of jam. She loved y'all. If y'all, if y'all listening to this, if any of your CSA members are listening to this, she loved y'all. That's what that was. But it was also kind of a fear of not having enough produce or not being able like supplemental supplemental stuff, stuff because I was afraid of not being diverse enough or yeah. like, ha- you know, the week might be light or something mm-hmm. and just trying to keep it up because we were just learning. What was diverse enough? Like what number did of of things in a CSA in a week did you like come to? Six to eight. Six to eight. I man, I was like, man, if I got, I felt light. If I had six things, I was like, wow, this maybe might not satisfy whoever just paid me. That's another thing in the brain. Whoever just paid me like two hundred bucks a few weeks ago, right? To CSA. Like, is it? Is it? And because I had a hard time with. Okay, this box needs to. I divided it across the weeks, the amount across the weeks, and thought, okay, this has to be worth thirty dollars. But there are times when it is less, and then times it is more. But people um, have in their mind. I mean, your customers have in mind it needs to be equal too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, thinking, well, this is a three dollar bunch of radishes with a head lettuce, and you know, does it equal that? Sometimes it. Didn't not first thing in the spring. No, first thing in spring, super hard. Last thing in the fall, usually or midsummer, almost always. Mm -hmm. You know, like or more. And I and it was interesting because those first couple of years, we actually lost people for having people felt guilty if they didn't use all the vegetables. Yep. So we lost people to veggie guilt more than I lost people to not enough stuff. Oh, they had too much stuff weekly. Yeah, they were like, I can't cook all of this right and I was doing different size boxes I had a small medium and large box Mm -hmm. and when we combined into multiple multiple farms um we said we'll do weekly and every other week yeah because then it's the same size box because that was a nightmare trying to do different size boxes But then people had two weeks because the stuff lasts for two weeks. Oh, yeah. If it's fresh picked, of course, you're going to have a salad. And stuff. Yeah. Um, it still looks good for two weeks. But um, that way people could use all their vegetables in two weeks, especially if it was a, a small family or one or two people. Mm-hmm. That was more preferable. And, you, and yeah. people seem to stay with us. And I feel like we have, you know, a good amount, like probably half and half of people who get weekly and people who get every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a hard lesson to learn. And, you know, 
I just feel like everybody's trying to figure out what fits their farm. Mm -hmm. And some farms are super um, successful with, uh, you know, you come pick, pick your own stuff. You have tables set up and people pick and pack their own box. Yeah. Or um, now with all the software that's out there, you people order um, a specific box worth and then you come pick that up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a lot of extra labor that, you know, we are trying to find a way to, because we're doing CSA and market and, you know, other, other business ventures that we're trying to balance labor time with. Um, and thankfully, you know, working with other farms, we're all packing boxes together or we're delivering, taking turns delivering or having a delivery space that we're responsible for or communication is being um, a balance because that's all so much labor that is behind the scenes that people don't, I mean, it's not just growing and harvesting the vegetables. Right. It's the, the logistics mm-hmm. of the situation as well. And I feel like um, I'll, I, I do this anyway with literally any and everything in life, but I'm, I underestimate how much labor it is or how much stress it is to do something. So when I was doing the CSA by myself, mm-hmm. that means I was advertising, I was answering, uh, messages. I was in a commitment to do this by myself. So that meant when things popped up that may have been important or whatever, there was no, like, if I got sick, that's a big deal because mm-hmm. it's just me. And right. So it, and I had to like pause and be like, OK, I can't see you this week, which means I have to extend the CSA another week. And hopefully things didn't go bad or. Right. You know, and having another farmer like we've harvested at each other's farms because during COVID, you know, if there was any exposure, some, we would make sure they were not harvesting. harvesting. And, you know, just trying to um, keep everything on the food safety line and follow all of the recommendations that were coming up new through COVID um, was really challenging to make sure like everybody was being as safe as possible. And we were still fulfilling our commitments because during COVID we bounced up to 200 shares. Right. Because we had a a, um, business that um, wanted their uh, employees to, get boxes. Mm-hmm. So we um kind of expanded very quickly that year and then um immediately kind of reassessed after that year and said mm-hmm. maybe that's cuz I think everybody was is reassessing their businesses now mm-hmm. because it was like this push to get bigger get bigger every year with our CSA and that and all other parts of our business mm-hmm. just to survive and then um I think a lot of the things that have happened in the last few years had everybody kind of stepping back and said, I want a quality of life that is manageable and maybe I'm good right where I'm at, or maybe I need to get a little smaller, or maybe I need to pick the things in my business that are working for me. And continue that. And I think, you know, we're constantly assessing those things as a business, but that was a big wake up call for a lot of things because everybody's business was pivoting, they say, um, during those years to, to still stay relevant, to still make enough money to stay in business. And then we were like, okay, this showed us we can make money in other avenues, or we could be a little smaller and still meet our needs. And, and I think that's, you know, was a big wake up call for a lot of small businesses. Mm -hmm. I, I felt that, um, and maybe without even like talking about it or saying it, doing flowers was a different kind of labor. 
Mm-hmm. Um, being in a like a small kind of greenhouse situation, granted, it's still a lot of labor. Like it's oh, busy, sure. but it's a different kind of labor. I'm not, um, I'm not doing the same kind of work I was doing in the field. Um, and I, I kind of liked that. I didn't realize how hard that was on my back. And I've been doing it for, you know, Mm -hmm. a long, I've been doing it since I was 17. So yeah, my back was, you know, even though my back was bad then, I'm not going to pretend like my, I I was complaining about back pain and all that, but I was fighting through all of that pain because I was enjoying myself. Right. Then you get a little older and then you're like, "Eh," and things start to creep. (laughs) Look at me. I sound, you know, how old are you? A hundred years old? I sound a hundred years old. I'm teasing. But no, no, I think that's really legit yeah it it is and you know I I wanted a a better quality of life I felt too like I didn't want to feel and even still like right now I feel like I'm sacrificing that because of the way that my greenhouse operation is set up and now I'm like okay we need to think hard uh smarter and not work harder um which is kind of easier said than than done sometimes um but uh because running the, the greenhouse with the wood stove I'm thinking about it every other day, like, wow, that's coming. I'm not going to get any sleep. How am I going to take a chem exam and I can't get any sleep? How am I going to drive back and forth to school uh, doing a subject? I know it's going to be <laughs> But so I'm re- reassessing my right. business, right? And like, ah, I'm going to need to come up with a better solution. <laughs> but, but you're planning ahead. Planning ahead. Which is great. Yes. We both didn't always do that. No. <laughs> and with CSAs, it was, I don't know. I, I, I think that it was taking up, um, there there was there was good and there was bad. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It, I think the bad was that I was by myself. Um, um, and I was doing things to make it less labor intensive for me. Um, and trying working on weed control a lot better. So then, I, honest, honestly, things would grow up and I'd be like, I, I got produce. I'm not really worried about how pretty it is. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of folks will be like, it has to be immaculate or something. And I'm just like, I, I can't even afford to think about it being immaculate. Like, well, yeah, it changed our thinking on like, we had multiple employees that we were paying to work on the farm with us. And with COVID, we were like, okay, we don't know what this is going to look like. We need to be really conscious of labor costs. So we'll just run the farm ourselves. Well, we had to change the way we approached it. Mm-hmm. Like we had to get wheat cloth on everything mm-hmm. because weeding was not the best use of our time. Planting and harvesting was. Yeah. So, you know, we went from never using wheat cloth to like wheat cloth, like big landscape cloths that we were setting down in each um, hoop house. And that made it a lot more manageable. And it's like, it was also kind of we're like, why didn't we do this before? before. This is ridiculous. Principle. Silly. Yep. It was, it was but, all in the, all but, in the like, like you, we had to really rethink how we were approaching, you know, what were the most labor intensive crops? What were the crops we made the most money on? What were, how were we going to fill these boxes? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we did planning with the other farmers that we were farming with and not, you know, two of us might grow the same crop, but maybe not all three of us, or nobody really likes picking beans. So everybody had to grow some green beans, you know, so we were all picking and we were trying to schedule those green beans to, to be in the right windows so that we were all getting 
the green beans at the same time. So things like that made us plan differently mm-hmm. than we were planning before. Before, when you was just you, when it was just the farm. I mean, right. just the one farm. Yep. I remember picking beans. Why did I say pick? You have to pick beans before you pick the tomatoes because picking the tomatoes is satisfying. Mm-hmm. Picking the beans break your back. <laughs> well, I thought I was going to be all smart and I was going to do uh, do pole beans instead of bush beans, uh-huh. but they're even harder to schedule, right? Mm. And they don't get it. You don't get as much per, per year plant. Foot. Oh, and it was like, well, this didn't work out the way I planned, so we went back to bush beans, yep. <laughs> which is harder to pick. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I definitely um, don't miss doing CSA stuff. (laughs) I don't miss it. Mm, I don't. um, I think uh, I know that I say that doing it kind of alone made it bad, like worse. I was already dealing with that before anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think it just kind of was exacerbated in the CSA situation because currently kind of doing things just me also sucks. It just doesn't suck as bad. I mean, some of us, that's what we're going for. It was mm-hmm. what sucks the worst. What sucks the worst? What sucks the least, I guess, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. I was like, certain things are, you just have to get done and you have to either do them, you know, by yourself or with, because really now having kids, only one of us farms at a time. Mm-hmm. So we have to plan really carefully our jobs that have to have multiple right. people. And so we are in effect farming by ourselves just the there's another person to go out and do I think things. maybe that's what I so when I say farming by myself I mean like not having support I know I know what yeah. you mean and I'm not trying to no, like no say I get it. we have the same situation because we do not but <laughs> I'm like oh and then in a the second like you you're, you got a little farmers in training on top of that but Maybe someday, maybe they will. Oh my there's goodness. also a possibility that they don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> they're gonna be like, <laughs> "You're a farm kid." <laughs> well, um, I got one that's you know burying dinosaurs, and the other one who picks cherry tomatoes. So, <laughs> uh, uh, got it. <laughs> the more kids you have, the more chance you get. Yeah. So this is number three. <laughs> we'll see how what our odds are like. It's not a given. <laughs> <laughs> You get what you got. <laughs> There's also years of like just trying to keep them alive at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> don't trip and fall, please. <laughs> please don't bury yourself in that. Please don't put that in That's your a bee's nest. <laughs> oh my. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is. All of it. All of it is. And not to complain because at the same time, I know I can recognize that there are hardships here and there about whatever, but. Um, at the same time, I am happier doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and I know that that means, you know, and for everyone I, uh, that does this kind of thing, it means that you just kind of uh, put your big person pants on. and Right. I know. Like, I'm like, we ch- we actually like very purposefully check in with each other and make sure we are doing the things in our life that we want to continue to do mm-hmm. and that CSA is one of those things we choose actively, like we start checking in as soon as CSA is over, which is the worst time to check in about CSA. (laughs) Just wanted to see, you do want to do this next year. Do we want to do this together? Like with this other farm Mm -hmm. and just have that like thumbs up, thumbs down. Like does this work? Does it? Yeah. Like 
if we're going to do this next year, we want to just make sure we're on the same page that this is something we both want to do next year. And then we'll go from there. We'll, we'll figure out the details later. Mm-hmm. But um, like this year, we dropped our spring CSA because the weather has been so incredibly variable in the spring. And um, one of the farms does maple syrup. And then we would be the only ones doing a spring CSA. And we planted all the things like that we... We, even though we put pause on our spring CSA this year, we planted all the things just to sort of see, like, could we have um, handled a CSA at what size? And and I don't think we could have because we lost whole hoop houses full of things that bolted or it got too cold or it got too hot. Mm-hmm. And the swings in temperature were so Extreme. unpredictable yeah. that it's caused us to... Um, kind of rethink spring CSA and instead we're going to do transplants and grow transplants for sale. So that, um, you know, checking in with ourselves of like, what do we want to be doing? And it's like, we don't want to be crying over lost hoop houses full of greens. No, like we'll still grow green. Cause that hurts. <laughs> it's so painful. There's so many things that you're just like, how could I have done this differently? And sometimes there's not anything and sometimes there is, but when you're managing hoop house sides and covering and uncovering and you're still not getting any crap, you're like, okay, this is too much energy to have failure. This is the third year in a row where we've lost so many greens. Yeah. So you just start rethinking what you're doing. Or like, or else. Or else. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, you can only lose so much crops before you so many years brain. in a row, both for your own mental stability yeah. and for your business's bottom line. <laughs> yeah. I feel myself like I would weep. I there, would weep. There were tears. <laughs> there might have been tears because I was pregnant, but there were tears. tears. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would weep. I mean, I'm that last year that I was at Wea in the hoop with tomatoes, all of the tomatoes that I planted um, in a timely fashion. Even at, I, I, it was after the planting date of like April because it used to be April fifteenth. Now you can't trust like nothing. Um, so we had below thirty two after April thirtieth. So yep. you just don't know right you now. Just don't know right now. Good old fashioned global warming. But you we know, we used to plant on a schedule on February fifteenth our first greens of the season, and those didn't go in until March this year because the temperatures were below. Were bad. So cold. Uh, 